What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. All right, so my Lakers are rolling. I love it. I love it. Um, so Lakers at 18 and 3. Best start we've had in a very, very long time. And it, you know, there's there's some good, there's some bad, and we're just gonna dive right into this. So <laughs> so the first person I gotta mention who is an absolute meme, which I am a victim of doing this on Twitter and stuff like that, is KCP, right? KCP, he started off the season in such an egregious fashion. That I mean, he just got so much hate from Laker fans. And here's the thing, too: the Laker fans, I mean, the Laker players were, dis- were disappointed in the Laker fans for bashing KCP. And my thing is like, look, if you don't want to get bashed on, you have to play better. And if you have shooting woes, right? If you if you're shooting poorly from beyond the arc, if you're you know missing your jump shots, that's one thing. But KCP had this amazing talent at the beginning of the season to miss like wide open layups. I mean, that, to me, that's where I draw the line because I I get it. Look. Sometimes players go through rough patches, um, unless you're like Steph Curry or someone like that who's just not even human. But you know, pl- most players go through rough patches, and you know they can't shoot very well for periods of time. I get that, right? But can- <laughs> you start missing wide open layups and dunks and stuff like that. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's just crazy. There was a whole like conspiracy theory going on that you know the Lakers had to sign KCP because Rich Paul gave them LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So I thought that was kind of funny. Anyways, though, but KCP has been playing a lot, lot better lately, um, and the whole bench has been playing a lot better. But KCP, you know, putting up eight points a game, shooting thirty-eight percent from three. And the thing is, too, is that even when KCP was in his slump, and I have to give him credit for this, is that even when he was in his slump, he was making some big shots in the fourth quarter. Like I was pleasantly surprised that he was actually making some threes, you know, late in the games and stuff like that. So to me, that was pretty impressive. But you know, we knew KCP. All joking aside, from Laker fans, we knew KCP wasn't that bad right kcp he's he's okay kcp's he's he's a a very mediocre player um a a role player um i mean he's definitely not worth the money he's getting paid but he's an okay player we knew he's he wasn't playing he's not that he wasn't as bad he wasn't he's not a blah 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 blah. he wasn't playing as bad as he's not a how do i say this i'm like losing my thoughts right now the way he was playing he was playing poorly but he's not that bad of a player i think that made sense okay we're gonna roll that made sense we're gonna roll with that all right, the next player that has been playing very, very well is Dwight Howard. Now, I've made videos on this before. I was like, I feel like I was one of the few people that were actually really happy when we got Dwight Howard. And Dwight Howard is totally bought into his role. I mean, he looks like a total team player. Um, he's not bringing all the drama that he brought last time. And he and he understands his position on the team. And it's it's great to see that. I mean, there's even some case. I mean, you could even argue that Dwight should start over JaVale. I mean, that's not even that crazy to think about or to say, right? I mean, Dwight's been playing very, very well. Um, 1.4 blocks a game, seven rebounds, seven points. That's off the bench, right? I mean, so clearly, if he if he were to be a starter, um, I don't think he necessarily needs to be. I mean, Javel's not playing poorly, but I mean, Dwight's just been playing so well. I mean, he, he can easily be a 10 and 10 player, 12 and 12, something like that. Um, so Dwight's been playing really, really well. And the thing that I like about Dwight, like I mentioned before, 1.4 blocks per game, is that Dwight has such a presence in the key that it alters the game right people don't want to drive if dwight's there because he's just he's blocking shots right and then he's so aggressive he's getting some goaltending calls which is all good it's it's fine you know and it's i think it's i think it's great i mean i to me it's really it's really cool to see dwight kind of 
um, come back, especially after the whole falling out we had with Dwight, you know, have him come back and he's he's playing really well and the fans love it and we're all past that. So to me, it looks really good. Um, someone that's not playing particularly well, that's starting to, you know, catch the eye of some of the, the fans or whatever is Kyle Kuzma, right? So Kyle Kuzma, he didn't have a great start to the season. Let me start with that. Kyle Kuzma, um, he, he, he was playing for like the, with the team USA, uh, yeah, team, the FIBA or whatever it was, and, you know, he hurts his ankle or whatever. So he misses a bunch of games in the beginning and then he comes back for a little bit and he's, you know, trying to get back into, you know, season ready shape. And he, and then he hurts his eye for a bit. So, you know, Kyle Kuzma has not had the best start to the season, right? He's putting up 10 points a game, shooting 43%. Um, so there's a clear drop off because this was someone that was putting up 18 a game last year. And I don't think, I think Kyle Kuzma is going to start playing a lot better. Kyle Kuzma plays relatively well in crunch time. Um, and here's the thing too, is that last year it was, I mean, the it was Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, LeBron James, right? So if LeBron didn't get the ball, it was going to go to Ingram or it was going to go to um, Kyle Kuzma. But now, right now you have Anthony Davis who's shooting a bunch, right? So there, there's shots that are getting taken away from Kyle Kuzma and people are going crazy about it. And people don't understand that, you know, the distribution is a little bit different this season, right? We have other players, you know, Danny Green in the corner, right? We have other, we have other mouths to feed essentially, um, you know, 43%. That's not bad shooting. It's not, I mean, he's going to get better. Um, I, I think that people are just so used to, you know, having Kyle Kuzma put up 22 in a game or whatever that is. And for, so for him to get six points in a game, um, it, it's, it's a little bit different. Granted, he hasn't been shooting as well as he, as he has been. I think he's going to step it up. Definitely by the all-star break, he's going to be playing a lot better. And like I said, look, he's been battling injuries, right? He's been doing these things, um, trying to come back, trying to get healthy. But it's it's just kind of funny, though, because, you know, people are are so upset with, you know, Kyle Kuzma not playing very well. It's all over first take or whatever it is. And I, do I need to remind the Laker fans where we were like four years ago, right? <laughs> I mean, this we haven't been in the playoffs in like seven years, right? So the first time in so long we're, we're you know 18 and 3 we're looking fantastic you know tied for the best record in the nba um and then now we're gonna nitpick you know kyle Kuzma. we're winning games right we're, we're winning games to me that's that's what's important um like i said before kyle Kuzma's gonna step it up um so yeah i think everyone needs to relax a little bit you know laker fans were just <laughs> so so energized right i mean this going after him so the other thing that you know, some other some other storylines that I found interesting. So the the Raptors are playing very well, and they they did the smart thing, right? So the Raptors have not the Raptors don't have the the big marketability, which is kind of interesting if you think about it, because they're they're like the only team in Canada. So you really have the whole nation on your side, and it's you know everyone's you know, everyone in Canada supports the Raptors, and they have a. A, they have an amazing fan base with Jurassic Park and and whatever else. So I think that's really interesting. Um, and it, I think it's just an issue though that people were saying. I, I saw there was some documentary, not documentary, but people were talking about it about living in Toronto and stuff like that. And they were just saying that there's little cultural differences, right? And it's just it's a little bit different than being in the U.S. And it was you know it was a little bit different for players. So I get that. But you know the Raptors are playing very well. You know Fred Van Fleet's been shooting the lights out. Uh, you know, Pascal Siakam's been looking really well. Um, and the thing is, you know, I'm very happy for the Raptors. Thank goodness the Raptors beat the Warriors last year in the finals. But and I, you have to say this with a lot of these teams on the Eastern Eastern Conference is that it's the Eastern Conference, right? The Eastern Conference is not as talented as the Western Conference. That's a fact. I mean, people, if you're like a game above. 
500, you can make you could be a seven or eight seed in the Eastern Conference, which is crazy to think about. So just something to think about with some of these Eastern Conference teams is that they're it is a much easier conference. Um and you can just tell by the records that people are making the playoffs with and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, granted to the Raptors, I did not think that they were going to play this well. I didn't think Pascal Siakam was going to be worth the money, but he's shown that he's worth it, right? He's the number one option. He's able to win games. Um, I, You know, it looks like they're going to be making the playoffs again. So it, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I, I find that very fascinating that after someone like Kawhi Leonard leaves, Danny Green leaves, and they're still able to make a comeback and bounce back the way that they did, to me, that's incredible. I, th- I mean, good for the Raptors. Um, something else that I found interesting, too, was the, the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers have not been playing well. Trailblazers are like a few games below. Let me see. Let me look this up really quickly. I don't know. Oh, no. Hold on one second, guys. There's some technical difficulties. That is the second time that my mic has fallen over. Okay, NBA... Uh standings let's let's see what we get here guys um let's see let's get oh no that's eastern conference the trailblazers yeah eight eight and 13 right that's that is nuts that's crazy to think that this is the team that that almost beat and i i know that the trailblazers were swept but this is the team that almost beat the warriors last year in the, in the western conference finals and i say almost because they were, and this was so frustrating to watch, is that they were up like, I think it was like at least 15 points in every one of those games that they got swept in. It was cra- like they just couldn't hold on to these leads. It was crazy. So for a team that went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals and put up a decent fight against the against the Golden State Warriors, who at the time were the reigning champs, one of the most dominant teams we've ever seen. To me, that's crazy. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is. I haven't done too much research into the Trailblazers. Trailblazers fans, if you're listening to this, send me messages. Let me know what's going on. Um, but they're just losing games. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, I just didn't expect that. They got Melo back. They, they signed Melo, which I did like that move because things weren't going well. And the Trailblazers were trying to figure out a way to facilitate some form of offense. So why not bring someone like Carmelo in? It was, it's, it, you know, it was due for a team to you know give Carmelo a chance it just made it made sense and the trailblazers you know it's it's early they're struggling it makes it makes sense for them to try to go for that hail mary and try to sign back Carmelo and he's not but he hasn't been playing poorly either so that's really interesting also too the last piece of this NBA season which to me I found very intriguing are the Golden State Warriors right the Golden State Warriors are doing the smartest thing they possibly can the Golden State Warriors are tanking. And to me, this makes so much sense. This makes a ton of sense, right? You have all these injuries. And what people don't realize is that when the team goes consecutively to the NBA Finals for so many years, that's an that's extra months of basketball, right? I mean, look at LeBron James. LeBron James is looking fantastic. He's moving around so well. And that's because he went to, previously to this, to, the, to last year, he went to like nine straight NBA Finals. So... It, just getting that time off makes a huge difference. So the Warriors, right, who have all their draft picks, um, you know, because they haven't had to make really any big trades, really, who have all their draft picks, um, they've been, you know, they've they've been they're, they're they're starting to tank, which makes so much sense. You know, D'Angelo Russell's hurt, Steph Curry's hurt. I think Dray- is Draymond hurt. I don't know if Draymond's hurt or not, but it doesn't at this point it doesn't make a difference. Clay Thompson, you know, he tore his. Um, ACL last year in the NBA Finals. So, and this makes the most sense, right? And and it makes the most sense too because if the Warriors have 
they either have these they either have the worst record or the second to worst record in the NBA. Again, this doesn't guarantee anything, but hypothetically, this is one of the smartest things that they can do. They know they're 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 way the, you know their, their record they're not going to bounce back they're probably not going to make the playoffs if they do make the playoffs they're gonna have to go through a very very difficult road um so it doesn't make much sense so instead they're tanking they're going to get someone maybe someone like james wiseman which would be absolutely freaking crazy if they got james wiseman because if you i mean th- this starting lineup would be it'd be steph delo um clay thompson draymond and someone like james wiseman because like the Warriors don't have a true five, and they've been they have a really good small ball lineup and stuff like that. But if they were able to just get someone like that, like a James Wiseman caliber, like like a number one overall center or like a top three consensus pick, that would be crazy. Um, and again, it, this is all contingent on the war how the Warriors bounce back from their injuries. So to me, this would be. I mean, who knows? But I mean, I think this is the smartest thing, right? Everyone's so happy that the Warriors are losing. The Warriors are like, okay, we're going to give everyone what they want. They can laugh at us, whatever. But watch out for the Warriors next season, especially if they get a high draft pick. Oh my goodness, could we be in for some trouble? And that would just make the, that would just add another layer to the Western Conference that would just cause absolute mayhem. So to me, that'd be pretty crazy. Um, it's been a very, we're almost what like a quarter of the way, through, maybe more than a quarter. Yeah, around a quarter of the way through the NBA season, it's 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 been pretty interesting to watch so far. The Knicks, Knicks are still bad. Um, there's some other teams that there hasn't really been been much going on. Let's see. Oh, the Pelicans, that has been that's been fascinating. Um, Zion Williamson, I, I mean, who knows if we're gonna see him play this year? And I think the Pelicans are doing the best thing, and to you know they know he's the future. But if if Zion it, it, here's the thing. I, I compare players like Zion Williamson, a, a very athletic, heavy set guys like that. Um, I compare them to like dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Very like power forwards that are that athletic. Um, like I said, they're, they're very similar to dual threat quarterbacks in the NFL because they're the same thing, right? For three to four years or so, they are going to give you a show, right? They're going to make, they're going to show you some really fascinating basketball to watch, right? They're doing dunks. They're doing all this stuff. They're on the highlight reel. They're maybe they're winning you some games here or there. And then, but, but then after those three or four years, you know, they have a short, they have a short shelf life. I mean, look at Blake Griffin, right? He, he had started to have knee problems and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's just that wear and tear on your body that the way that they play, it's not particularly good for 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 your knees and stuff like that and then so because the thing is really is the zion if as a if you look at him as a normal human being he's not fat let's be real he's not fat it's just the way that he plays basketball at that weight it's just you know his knees are they might they might give and it's the same thing with like i said with a dual threat quarterback in the nfl for three to four years these guys are going to be electric these are so fun to watch but then they start taking those hits because of the way that they play and it just you know, it, it. You know, they have a short shelf life, so I hate to see it because it's really fun. But you know, you have guys like you know, Kaepernick. You guys have like Cam Newton, who they start getting hit, start getting injured, and they have to change the way they play. So um, I, I'm curious to see if Zion, if he's going to play this year. I hope he does because he's really fun to watch. I think him and Lonzo would be a really good team because he's just so athletic, and Lonzo is a thing, is a phenomenal passer. So it'll be fun to watch. It'll be really interesting. Um, but yeah, so the NBA season so far, tons of fun. Can't wait to talk more about it with you guys. My name is Teddy Raksak. This has been Ted Talk Sports.